Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Thinking Project. This is your boy, Dalton Jensen. And today I had an amazing guest on. But before we get into that, uh, if you guys are listening to this on Apple, uh, make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure that you're following this on DaltonKJensen.com. And uh, follow me on all social media because I'm um, going over all of my journey and lessons that I've learned uh, throughout doing this podcast on LinkedIn and Facebook. So Follow me on LinkedIn, Dalton K. Jensen. Follow me on Facebook and the the Thinking Project group because we're just killing it. We're doing lives. We're doing live interviews like this one we did live uh, on Facebook, on LinkedIn and YouTube. So follow me. But today I had the pleasure of interviewing Maveo Hemoli, who is the host of the Village Made podcast where they go over uh, the stories of Polynesians and bringing back the culture and, and telling the stories. And it was absolutely wonderful. So without further ado, Maveo Himoli, and I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. I always tell the people are like, They'll ask me my name, my Hawaiian middle name is Kaimi Ikapono. And people will be like, How do you say that? And I'm like, Well, you just sound it out. Ah, A E O U. You figured yeah. out. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate, uh, I really love your podcast, man. The Village Made podcast is wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, dude. It's, it's stellar. Um, all the guests you have on. Uh, are like they're 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 a lot of fun. In fact, I was listening. I've been listening to them for like the past two weeks, man. I I just been like binging. Um, but I listened to one of one of the episodes with Lala, and he was oh, talking yeah. about the picture that he saw that someone shared on Twitter. Uh, and it was part of it, you know it was the same picture that he had on his wall. And uh, so they had they had a cool connection there. And I was like, oh, you know what? I've never posted anything about my ancestors or anything like that. And so. I thought it'd be really cool to try it, try it. And, and it is a lot of fun, man. You, you inspired me to look up a lot of cool things. Nice. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. So, so what made you start the village made podcast? What made you want to go into, uh, you know, interviewing uh, specifically, you know, to tell the Polynesian story, um, which, which is why I was attracted to it. What, what made you, what was the thought process behind that and how long have you been doing it? Um, so, I've been posting for about a year now, maybe a, a little over a year. But before that, what people don't see, so that was just like the, the finished product, I guess, is what you would call like what I've been posting on YouTube the past year. But mm -hmm. before that, I've been doing interviews the whole year before that, but I just never had the courage to post it. Just because, oh, wow. I don't know, you know, just thinking like, oh, what are people going to think? Or like, is my content good enough? Or, you know, just kind of like second-guessing yeah. myself and just kind of... Figuring out like, oh, is this something I want to do? Do I want to put myself out there? You know, so yeah. I have like a whole, yeah, I have a whole like another, like what would you call it? Like a whole nother fifteen interviews that haven't even aired, that are just oh like, wow, when I first started, you know what I mean? And so Holy I don't think cow. those would ever air because even just continuing to interview people, 
I look at even at my first interviews that are posted on YouTube, I kind of still cringe, you know, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that's kind of, you know what I mean? Just learning how to interview yeah. people, learning how to talk to people. And so imagine the interviews before my first one. And so, yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of. <laughs> Dude, I crazy, bet they're but... stellar. What I bet they're, I said, I bet they're stellar, man, because uh, I felt the same way. I had, I had a producer on mine. Uh, my first like 10 episodes because exactly what you're saying. Like if I would have listened to them and tried to put them out, it would have never gone out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, just, um, and just speaking of producers, so it was uh, me and my sister. So my sister is the one, she's like the magic behind everything. She's the one yeah. that sets up all my audio sets up like the lighting, the camera, and then she edits everything after and then throws it up on YouTube. And so wow. all I have to do is just show up and uh, interview the people. <laughs> and so a lot of the credit has to go to her. And so <laughs> I appreciate yeah. her for doing that and sticking <laughs> with me the whole year. She did it the whole year before I even posted anything. And so wow. she's kind of been, you know, the background and the behind the scenes on that and makes me look good. So and all the edits <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of editing that's been, you know, that is done. And so it's kind of <laughs> uh, the, the finish and, and the and final product is a lot different than not a lot different, but for the most part, you know, a little different because of the editing. And so. Right. Right. Well, dude, I mean, so what made you want to start it though? I mean, what made you yeah. so, even put it out? Um, yeah. So just a little background on myself. I was born and raised in Kohoku, Hawaii, like, you know, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um, after I was born and raised in Hawaii, I moved to the mainland and just being, been being here on the mainland, you know, just looking back at just some of the things that I was be uh, that I was able to be to be raised around, I kind of like just that that whole uh, the saying "it takes a village to raise a child" kind of kept coming back to me. And so, just from that saying, I was like, "Man, there's some things that you know, being born and raised Polynesians, and even the culture in itself, whether it's Tongan, someone for the most part, you know, we're all on the same page with like respect." you know, with loyalty, mm-hmm. with, uh, res- uh, you know, like respecting your elders and love. And so just kind of those things that kind of felt like the world needed to hear our stories, because these are some things that we've been born and raised with. But I feel like the world is, you know, depending on your perspective, sometimes the world is trying to grasp at these things or trying to learn, you know, that mm-hmm. what we have and what is already innate in us. And uh, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of how I started this podcast. and. um just kind of a background story as well. I, uh, after high school, I got a scholarship to play football in New Mexico, uh, New Mexico State University. And oh, um, <laughs> just being able to play there, at, play football at New Mexico State University, I was able to, you know, just see, just have my world expanded, you know, being, being able to live in New Mexico and then having some of my boys around me. Uh, so there were a few of us from uh, Coco that went to New Mexico State. And so just kind of that, you know, being able to explore, you know, and yeah. for me, football was my out, you know, like, oh, I, I'm going to go to the NFL, you know, college was the next step. And then after college, go to the NFL. And so uh-huh. after the whole NFL thing didn't work out, I was, you know, thrown into the real world. And so, you know, <laughs> learning how to, you know, doing, getting the job nine to five, you know, trying to figure out the career and stuff. And so uh-huh. because of that, I was able to just kind of like think about like, I'm sure I'm not the only one that has NFL dreams, but didn't make it to the NFL. And so there are other successful people around me who have, you know, found other ways of being successful, whether 
in the different industries. You know, there's so many industries that we're in. And so that's what I kind of like looked around and be like, oh, there's this, this guy making a lot of money in construction or there's this real estate agent who's making a lot of money, you know, as a Polynesian <laughs> in real estate or whatever, you yeah. know, the industries and all different people that I found that I've interviewed. And a lot of the people that I interview are people that inspire me and that I'm sure I'm glad that look like me. And so <laughs> I just kind of thought of the younger generation and, you know, the people that are coming up that are my age. And I feel like uh, when I was younger, it, it took the village to raise me. And now that I'm a yeah. little older, I feel like I'm part of the village that's going to help raise a child. And so it's just kind of yeah. a full circle, you know, like trying to do my part or trying to help the younger generation coming up. Not not to say that I have a lot of experience or I have lived a lot of life, but just from what I've got to experience, I'm sure there's younger yeah. people who are still coming up that can, you know, m- might benefit from the people that I have on. And so I think that's kind of, sorry, I'm just kind of all over the place with this thing. <laughs> Go ahead. <but laughs> it just kind of is, you know, that's kind of like the story behind it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful story and, and especially beautiful because there are a lot of young, um, so I grew up in Iowa and I wasn't around a whole lot of Polynesians, but my family is originally from Kapa'a, Kauai. In fact, my nice. mom lives there. Right, my mom lives there right now. Um, but, you know, our family goes a, a long way um, in, in Kauai. And when I grew, when I was growing up, I didn't, you know, I knew that we were Hawaiian and I grew up in a Polynesian household for sure. Um, but there wasn't a lot of other like Polynesians around me, like my, you know, uh, that, that like in my high school or, or anything like that. And so I was drawn to your podcast for that reason. It's like, this is really cool. Like, especially if you're a younger Polynesian, um, you know, and, and you're in, you know, you're, you're listening to, to the village made podcast somewhere in the world where there's not a lot of people, Poly- Polynesian people around you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very, yeah. it's very cool. We are brought to you by Legal Inc. Estate Planning. Listen, you wouldn't dine and dash, so why would you leave your family in the hands of the courts and the government when you pass away? Most people think they don't have enough to start estate planning or that it's too expensive. Things like wills and a trust. While those are valid reasons, they're limiting beliefs, guys, to creating and keeping the wealth that you want to have. Listen, it's free to talk to Michael to learn more about what you can do today to protect your tomorrow and live your best life. Wills are necessary, especially if you have a home and kids. And a trust is the number one way to build and retain your wealth. So it's your life. It's your story. Make it a good one. Visit LegalLifePlan.com to schedule your first conversation with Michael and tell him that the Thinking Project sent you. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. It's very cool. So so you start the... So tell me a little bit more about your story, though. So, you, you know, you're in... New Mexico State University. Funny enough, like I actually lived in uh, New Mexico for a little bit. Uh, NMSU is in Las Cruces. Las Cruces, yes. Las Cruces, New Mexico. So I was in like the Farmington Four Corners area, but, um, but so so you go to you go to college. I mean, obviously, you do very well in college. You come out, the NFL doesn't work out. What's next? I mean, what happens next? Yeah. So, um. When I was going to school at New Mexico State University, my uh, so like my projection for the future or my plan B if the NFL didn't work out was just move yeah. back home to Hawaii and work in the hospitality industry because that's obviously the number one industry in Hawaii. And so yeah. I got my degree in hospitality management with the thought of moving back home to Hawaii. And um, yeah, so after I graduated in 2013, 
and the whole NFL thing didn't work out. I uh, started, you know, you start looking at rent, you start looking at <laughs> vehicles, you start looking at, you know, like how to get make a payment on cars and stuff. And just the whole market in Hawaii is just so crazy. It's just so expensive. And at mm. that moment, I didn't want to live or move back in with my parents because I experienced like five years of freedom, you know what I mean? Not at New Mexico. <laughs> and then to yeah. have to go home and live with my parents under their roof again, you know, it's just kind of like, eh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be tough. Man. I kind of don't want to do that, you know? Uh-huh. And so I uh, decided to move to Utah. And that's uh, that's where I've been since uh, I graduated in 2013. And uh, so uh, a lot of my family are, was already here. My brother was going to uh, Weber State. And then my sister okay. was going here to UVU at the time. Okay. And then my grandparents were here as well, my my dad's side. And so it was kind of like a, an easy, you know, choice to come here to Utah because I already had family. And so I moved to Utah yeah. and started working in the hospitality industry. And I started working in hotels. Oh, that's great, man. That's great, dude. So I, I, I've, I've listened to your podcast enough that I kind of want to flip the script. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to. Do you have any, but before I do that though, do you have any more, uh, interviews that you're putting out? I mean, I've seen, I've saw, I've seen the last few, uh, are you still, are you yeah. still putting them out? Are you still doing it? Yeah. So at the moment, my sister, she moved to Hawaii and so she's been in okay. Hawaii for a few months now. And so that's why we've been on pause, but, um, okay. she's thinking of moving back. So when she gets back, then we'll probably get back into it. But for the moment, <laughs> well, yeah, dude, that's you, what's happening. Uh, well, dude, if you ever need help, just throw them my way, man. I love your stuff, dude. I love your stuff. Like, I, it, it's absolutely wonderful. So uh, let me flip the script, though. Okay. So Maveo Himoli. So what yeah. is your what does your name mean? Who named you? Because I got because I like I got my name from my tutu. So my middle name was from from my from my great grandma um yeah but what like what is your middle name or excuse me what does your name mean who gave it to you nice um yeah so mavel is a family name and according to my grand uh so it's my uh grandpa that named me um it's a family name and i don't think there's anyone else in the world with the name mavel because it's a family name okay. and uh my this family name is my great great grandfather it was his name and it never passed down to any of his kids or any of the next generation until I got to myself. And so, yeah, Marvel, there's no meaning to it. It's just, yeah, just a family name. I a don't know where name. it came from, okay. but yeah, it's just a family name. And, uh, my middle, <clears throat> excuse me, my middle name is Pensimani, which is my grandfather's first name. And so I carry his, his, uh, first name and then Hemuli, um, Technically, Hemuli means lost in a foreign land. <clears throat> so we have some Fijian in our in uh, our blood, and what the story is of how our fa- our last name came to be uh, Hemuli or lost in a foreign land is he was a Fijian. He went out to sea. He got lost at sea and found his way in Tonga, and so in Tonga he became just one of the villagers on the island of uh, Vavao, and so that's kind of like how we. I forgot what he, I think his name was Akuila. I forgot what other name he went by, but Akuila was the name that he came from Fiji with. And then when, once he got to Tonga, then they started calling him Hemuli, which is like, oh, you're just lost, you know, lost in the foreign land. <laughs> and so that yeah. name just kind of carried on uh, to what we what we have today. 
So yeah, that's wow. kind of the story of my names and where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> wow, dude, that's incredible. Um, yeah, I, names are names are very powerful, especially in like Polynesian culture. You know, there it's a very spiritual thing that happens yep. when you when when you're named. Can you so like I like I I understand it, but from but from your experience, you know, with all the uh, you know interviews you've done, and I'm sure the knowledge that you have. Um, can you tell us like why, or like what you think about the whole naming process and the Polynesian culture and like why it's significant? Yeah. So <clears throat> growing up, um, it was always my parents and then always my grandparents because my uh, parents live with my grandparents. And so we always heard the phrase, especially growing up is like, you know, when you're leaving the house, like, remember who you are, make sure <laughs> yes. you, uh, but it was always remember who you are before you left the house. But when you're in the house, it's like, remember whose last name you carry or remember, don't do anything to, you know, bring shame to our name or don't do anything that'll, you know, bring like tarnish our name and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And so that kind of always carried with me, you know, when you're uh, when you go out into the world, when you're leaving the house, when you anything that you do in yeah. life, you know, you're always representing these these people. And then also in Poly with the Polynesian culture or. I'm sure it's not only Polynesian culture, but people always say you stand on the shoulders of giants. And so our ancestors mm -hmm. who, who have come before us, you know, they're the shoulders that we stand on. And being able to stand on their shoulders, they did the best they could with what they knew, which is what is like, you know, kind of how we carry our lives. You know, it's like we do the best with what we have. And so my parents being first generation from the islands, you know, they came to Hawaii from Tonga mm -hmm. and they just did the best they could with what they had. And so I think that's just kind of like carrying on that, that, uh, that legacy, right? The legacy of your name, who you represent, just remembering the name that you carry and the shoulders of the giants that you stand on. Yeah, I, I think it's a great conversation to have, especially because um, in my experience, when, when the names came to us and like the, the kids, I mean, it took a while. Um, you know, there was a lot of like meditation involved, a lot of thinking involved. Pray, prayer involved. Um, and, in, and what I've noticed is every time there's a name in my family, you know, it's given for a reason. And you really kind of see that name. Like you really kind of see, like I've seen myself embody the name that I, that I was given at birth. Exactly. Like, yep. You know what I mean? And not even, not even knowing what it was at birth. Like I, you know, like we're babies, you know, I, I didn't even know how to say my middle name because I grew up in the Midwest until yep. You know, I was, until I was a little bit older because, uh, we, you know, we just, you, and, and I mean, not like super old. I was probably, I probably knew how to say it by the time I was eight or nine. Um, and, uh, and so the fact that like you, you embody this, this type of, you know, the meaning of your name and it kind of carries you through your life and you look at it and you, and you say it and there's power in just saying like, for me, that's my experience. There's been power in saying my Polynesian yep. name, my Hawaiian name. and so. And so it's just been, a, it's been a lot of fun. Nice. It's been way, it's been way fun. So how do you, um, you know, as a pot, so as a creative, so you, so you do your podcast and, and then you have a, a job like, or is your podcast like your full-time thing? Sorry, what was that? Sorry. Is your pod, is the podcast like your full-time gig or, or do you have other things going on too? Um, yeah, the, the podcast <laughs> is just something I do on the side. 
Okay, that's cool. Something that I enjoy and that is kind of almost like my uh, my outlet, you know, or kind of like how people have, yeah. you know, they go shopping no, they, or yeah. some people <laughs> do, you know, stuff like that. That's right. kind of like for me. Yeah, I right. kind of enjoy having these conversations and I feel like these conversations, you know, for me, enlighten. Now, not only am I learning from someone else, but I feel like my spirit has been uplifted as well. And I feel like, yeah, you know, I, yeah, it just brings me a lot of joy and a lot of, you know, a lot of happiness, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. No, I, it, uh, podcasting does the same for me. Like, so normally, um, you know, my, my podcast, I like to, I like to interview creatives. So, you know, people like yourself and like business owners, because I, it, it all kind of like stems from this same idea that you brought up earlier that I really enjoy. That's like, you're helping out somebody who has, who doesn't know yet. You know what I'm saying? Like one story. And that's kind of like why I was also drawn to your podcast. So a big thing of, uh, that I like to do is, um, story based. So my, I like a business podcast, but uh, like this one is like business podcast, but I didn't want to do like from the gate. We decided like between me and, and, and a couple of guys I, I talked with that it wasn't going to be like a tips and tricks podcast. Like I didn't want to do anything like that. I wanted like stories. I wanted yep. to hear, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to hear you guys tell me real stories because like the tips and tricks come and yeah, like inevitably we find out about, you know, what they did and, and how we can implement it. But like, there's something powerful in the stories that, that we tell. And that's part of your podcast, right? Like Polynesian, the original storytellers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, dude, it's, it's right on point. I mean, in storytelling, like I, I'm a sales guy and that's, that's how you sell. <laughs> that's how you sell yeah. really good. Like you start telling yeah, stories. It, yeah. And just looking back on our culture, you know, it's everything was oral. Nothing was ever written until Christianity right. came around, you know, and then they started having records. But before mm-hmm. that, it was just all storytelling. And I feel like um, that's why we can connect easier with, you know, one another. When we tell these mm-hmm. stories, we share our names. You know, we were saying things that we say out loud. I feel we, you know, there's a connection mm-hmm. there because of who we were, you know, as our ancestors always having, you mm-hmm. know, just passing everything on orally. And so I think oh, that connection sure. is still really strong. Yeah. And, and, and the stories are beautiful and they're beautifully told and, and it's powerful to hear them because it, every, you know, when you, when you hear it from like your grandma or your grandpa or, you know, and, and you hear it from like people in your culture, like it is very powerful. Like those stories, like, even though I didn't really care about some of the ones that I heard at the time, like they really yeah. did, like I can reflect on them, you know? Yep. And it's a, be- and it's a, be- it's a really beautiful thing, but I kind of want to go back to, so you grew up in, in Hawaii your whole t- or your whole life. Yeah. And then was that was the first time coming to the mainland when you went to college in New Mexico? No. Um, so okay. I had um, family already here living here in the mainland. And so okay. I had family in the Bay for my mom's side and then in Utah on my dad's side. And so we've we've come every summer or not every summer, but, you know, a lot of. Yeah, there's been a few, a few trips before I came out to school. Yeah. How was how was your college experience coming to like I mean New Mexico there's I mean when I was there there wasn't a lot of Polynesians there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you know you found a lot of comfort in 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 some of your brothers who came with you uh yep. from Kahuku but uh, what was your experience like coming in and then like living in New Mexico? Yeah, I'm so um when I first 
So what happened was the there was a, a new coaching staff that came to New Mexico State, and there was a D-line coach that was Samoan, and he wanted a pipeline oh, cool. of Polynesians. And so <laughs> he was the one that kind of recruited us. And so initially there were four of us from Coco that came that went to New Mexico State. And then after that, he just kept recruiting every year, one or two people. And so um, at one point, maybe there was like 15 of us. There was 10 to 15 of us. And so it was a, a, a good community there. And oh, so um, my first, so I did uh, two years before I went up, <clears throat> I went on a church mission, on a LDS okay. mission to uh, Brazil, but I lived in New Mexico. <laughs> so before I went on my mission in New Mexico, everything was kind of calm in regards yeah. to the cartels. So let's just, so we were 20 <laughs> minutes from the border. And so everything yeah. was kind of calm. So we were able to go into Mexico. We were able to, like, we didn't need a passport or anything. We just showed our, our uh, driver's license that we could cross the border. So we just okay. go across the border. We just go hang out in Mexico, you know, just go eat lunch there and uh, cruise around, you know, it was kind of cool. We also went to the yeah. temple there in Juarez, which is like oh, 45 wow. minutes from us. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so that was like a, a good time of, living there in new mexico so <laughs> living in las cruces though there's not there's only three exits so you get off the the i-10 and there's only three exits in and so that's as big as las cruces went you know and so <laughs> yeah yeah there's, there wasn't really much to do and so all we we just had each other we just had the boys you know and then just yeah. focus on school and playing football so um going to mexico was for us like you know, an outlet or just kind of able to go explore, you know, and kind of see things. And so that was before my mission. So I went on my mission, came back from the mission, and that's when things got heavy with the cartel. So nobody was Ooh. able to cross the borders. And it was just like, they told us not to cross, you know, and so we weren't able to go across. And so we just kind of found things to do in Las Cruces, which is not yeah. a lot, but, you know, we kind of kept ourselves busy there. But um, <laughs> one thing that I really did enjoy there was Mexican food. And so, man, it was just like, uh, you know, growing up in La Ia, so <laughs> growing up where I grew up, Taco Bell was considered Mexican to me. And so, <laughs> just my surprise, when I went to New Mexico and found out there, there <laughs> there's way more to Mexican food than Taco you know, like the things that we got at Taco Bell. And so, like, especially back then, like, like Mexi Mouse or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it was uh, it was a cool experience. But um, so because of the uh, the cartel and like just how heavy it got there, um, mm -hmm. we had to actually go to the temple in Albuquerque. And so that was like a three hour drive one way. So it was just like a whole day thing if we wanted to go to the temple, whereas it was just a 45 minute drive to the temple in, in Juarez. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, but besides Dang. that, we just had each other. Um, yeah. And then just learning to love the food and just learning to try the food there. And that's basically how my, uh, my time in Las Cruces went was just food <laughs> was food based <laughs> around the culture, you know, the Mexican culture are based around yeah. food. And so, yeah. yeah, I just really love Mexican food now because of that. And so, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else to do, you know, like, yeah, there is. No, I mean, I, much, I, I, so. yeah. no, I remember being like, uh, uh, right. You know, even even in the kind of the northern part of of New Mexico, there wasn't a lot to do there either. <laughs> it's like New yeah. Mexico is just, you know, and there's like they're farmers and or uh, it was mostly like farming and kind of industrial stuff in New Mexico. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah. there were a couple of years where we would drive up to Farmington, and that's where we would, um, so before the football season, we'd have like our, uh, our camp, like a, a camp, I forgot what it's called, but there was like two weeks where we went up to uh, Farmington, we stayed in a hotel, and we oh, just wow. practiced at the local fo- uh, football field there before uh-huh. we came back down to uh, to start the season in Las Cruces. So uh-huh. I, I, I kind of been to Farmington, but not really because we were only like going to the the <laughs> hotel to the football field, you know. But yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, that's know crazy. Where it is. It's in the northern, yeah. So right, right. It's kind of crazy, man. It's kind of crazy. But I I do know what you're talking about. I mean, food's a big part of like every culture. What where's your favorite Mexican place to eat? Uh so in Las Cruces is Andales. Okay. They have this green chili like sauce that they do <laughs> that they put on every anything whatever you want you can put on enchiladas you can put on a burrito yeah. but yeah <laughs> so That's New Mexico pleasure. there's this so yeah. just throwing this out there for you know those who are uh but <laughs> in New Mexico you have the green chili or red chili yeah and so yeah that's basically the you know the the, the two chilies that you <laughs> that they call it a Christmas tree if you put both chilies on your, you know. So I don't know. Yeah. What was your favorite? Do you, you like the green or you, were you a red person? I was, uh, no, I like the green. I remember them cooking uh, green chilies like on the grill, like when we'd go to camp, yep. when we'd go to like barbecues and stuff. They just throw them on the grill. And I just really liked uh, when I was in New Mexico. In fact, it's so funny. I was just talking about this. I'm so glad we're talking about food because I, it's my, like my favorite, man. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I love, I love, uh, I fell in love with uh, lamb down there. Like they have mutton stew and like mutton and mutton because we were like Farmington. There had a big had a big Navajo uh, population, and so yeah. like Navajo fry bread, Navajo tacos. Um, we had uh, mutton stew all the t- dude. That was my favorite. Like mutton stew is my favorite. And now I eat lamb like wherever I go. I've just it's like my favorite meat. Nice. <laughs> it's also like the, some of the most expensive. <laughs> so if you want yeah. lamb, you got to pay for it. But, but it's good, and dude. That's almost, you know, in Polynesian culture, everything is based around food, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember. I mean, I remember bringing. So I, this was like the other thing I wanted to talk about because I won't keep you forever, but I, I, I love this. I, I just, I, I, I love it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. So you're good. They, uh, so I remember when, uh, the first time we had like a white family come to our, uh, and I, and I say white, but like, you know what I'm talking about, but we had, but we had this family come to our, our, our Polynesian Thanksgiving and, and tell me like in my, in my Thanksgiving, it was like, I mean, Turkey was like the last thing that we cooked. Like, and (laughs) you know what I'm saying? We had like, we had like prime rib and we had lobster and we had ham and, and we had, um, you know, all of our, uh, Oh my gosh, my mom's going to kick my butt, but we had like wonton and, um, dude, I can't remember. It's, it has, it's tuna and then tomatoes. And and it's a little thing that we put on, but I can't even remember it now. My mom's going to kick my butt, but we always had like kimchi and pulled pork and, um, and all these like, you're talking about. Lomi salmon. That's it. Lomi salmon. We always had lomi salmon. And by the way, I still make that. And like my wife's family uh, is not Polynesian and uh, it freaks, it freaks them out. Like when you have a buffet, it's all buffet style and you just go pick and you eat all day. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
I love I dude. I mean, and that was like, and when they came, they were like, dude, what is this? Like, where's the turkey? And like, where's the stuffing? And I'm like, we don't eat like that. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like the, so, no um, counter space, man. Yeah. So uh, it's funny that you brought that up because um going to New Mexico when I was uh, going to school, a lot of the traditions that Americans or like the people on the mainland that they uh the <laughs> like the fourth of July or like Thanksgiving or Christmas, like yeah. a lot of the holidays or things that yeah. people observe. I had no idea that there's like tradition for different, you know, like Thanksgiving you have a turkey, you know, Christmas yeah. you have a ham or ham and turkey for both, you know, either Thanksgiving or yeah. Christmas. Or like Fourth yeah. of July, you barbecue, you know, and yeah. so growing up in Hawaii, I was like, "What is turkey?" Just like you said, that's the last thing on the menu. <laughs> and I like to me, I always remember Thanksgiving and Christmas with a pig, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so yes. or like barbecue, you know, like at the yeah. beach. And so I was like, <laughs> when we got yeah, when I got to New Mexico, and then uh, we had friends invite us over, <laughs> like who were local from Las Cruces, they invited us over for uh, Thanksgiving dinner, and uh-huh. there was just like, oh, turkey, and I was like. Okay. And, you know, you just kind of learn about, I mean, obviously you kind of know that turkey is yeah. part of Thanksgiving when you're growing up, you know, because you, you color Thanksgiving, you know, color turkeys during yeah. Thanksgiving when you're in elementary. But right. you, you didn't know what it was for until you, you know, until I moved here. And so it was kind of a, almost like a culture shock. And uh, yeah. there are some things yeah. that I feel embarrassed that, you know, some stories, but yeah, in regards to food, but it's kind of crazy. Just because growing yeah. up in Hawaii, it's just totally different. You know, you don't. It is. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. You know, we. So and we another have like... thing. Oh, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I can just share. Like, I yeah, didn't know yeah, what eggs. Ahead. It's kind of embarrassing. But like when they ask you, you know, when we went to IHOP and they asked uh-huh. you how you want your eggs. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't I know, know what that means. <laughs> and uh, like when, like with our steaks, you know, <laughs> we went to a steak right, place. Right. How do you want your steak? Like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, so. It was just yeah. kind of these things that you have to learn on the fly. Like, you know, as you get older, you just right. kind of learn. And so, you know, being born and raised in Hawaii, we just, yeah. our, the only eggs Could I knew was scrambled eggs with spam inside. Egg. And so yeah. when they said, like, oh, you can have it, you know, like, over easy, you can have it sunny side <laughs> up. Like, oh, what is that? You know, like, <laughs> and so it's just kind of, you know, oh, that's things. amazing. And, and, and yeah, and, and, and steak is, steak is medium rare. Yeah. And yeah, so I didn't know the room. different cuts of steak. I didn't know there was, you know, I just thought oh, everything yeah. was like cut up before you, you know what I mean? Like the poulet ribs <laughs> or, you know, like the steak and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, yeah. no idea, man. But <laughs> uh, you live dude, and you learn, no, you know? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you because I had the opposite. So it was funny. It was the opposite with me and my wife. So I'll, I'll never, I always tell the story and she gets embarrassed. But, you know, it's really funny to me because she like, because I, I knew m- my my dad was like i knew this because my early in my life my parents and my grandpa owned a restaurant a, a steakhouse nice. and um and but but i'm like you though like i never like i would never think of ordering a steak like anything other than medium rare because like that's just what we do that's yeah. how we always ate it that's just what you do um and i took my wife uh she was she th- was then my girlfriend and we went to a steakhouse and she and the waiter was like, how do you want your steak? And I'm like, you know, medium rare. And and she said that she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, OK, well, I'm like, just get what I get. Like medium, it's medium rare because that's how you eat steak. You don't eat steak. Well done. Then go get a hamburger or something. <laughs> and they brought the they brought the plate out to her. 
and it was, you know, it was medium rare. And she's like, this isn't cooked. (laughs) And I was like, it is cooked. That's how you eat steak. And, uh, and yeah, it was a very big culture, like a very big, that was, that was one of the times that we clashed, like, because our, we were growing up, you know, and, and, uh, and food was a big one. Food was a big one. I feel like that's always a big one when you meet new people, you know yeah. what I mean? You just like, what, you know, what are you eating? Or like, why are you eating it like that? Cause there is the, yeah. there, there's also a way like to eat like in, in a Polynesian restaurant or something like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do yeah. you eat this? Like, uh, I remember taking some of my friends and we went to, a. We went to a, a Hawaiian restaurant here in Utah and I got Lao Lao. And uh, cause you know, I love, I love Lao Lao and they, and my friends were like, what are you eating? <laughs> I was like, they're like, do you eat the whole thing? And I was like, I was like, let me show you how to eat this. Like, they didn't even know how to eat it. And it was just, yeah. it was funny. It was, I mean, it's just cool though, because they get to experience new things and you get to like, Oh yeah. Take, you know, for me, it's like a little, a, a little bit of pride. Like, I mean, Hey, let me show you how to eat this. <laughs> yeah. And so um, another thing that we did, uh, because there were a lot of us Polynesians, you know, at one point there was like a 15 of us, maybe 10 or 15. So we'd always have these barbecues. And just the first time we did the barbecue, like everybody kept coming back because it was the Hawaiian barbecue. You know, we like marinated, we show you and uh-huh. all that. And everyone is like, what is this? You know, because they were just used to, I don't know what how they marinate or what they do with their chickens or, you know. But Nothing. The way that we did it, yeah. <laughs> Everybody just kept coming back like, hey, when are we going to have another one? And, you know, and so it just kind of like bonded the team even better, even more because of, you know, just being surrounded by food. And so I thought that was cool. But, yeah, um, good food too. Sorry, go ahead. I said, I said good food too. Like good food. Hawaiian yeah. barbecue, good food. Yeah, go but, ahead. Um, go another ahead. thing that I uh, wanted to throw out there, you know, you know about Tongans and what we eat? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so people, you know what I mean? There's, there's, a, there's a group of, you know, there are a group of friends that you just tell people what you do, you know, as Tongans. And there's a group of friends that you don't tell them what you do, you know, because of a lot of people will yes. be found on you or uh, you feel judged by them. I know, or, yeah. or people are just going to be like, I'm going to call Peter, you know what I mean? Like, this, is this even, you know what I mean? So, it was so. Things it, like that. I know exactly what I'll say. It. I'll say it. if you don't want to say it, I'll say it because oh. I said it yesterday on a podcast. Because I'm pretty sure I know what you're. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I like because uh, so funny story. I'm up in port. So I grew. I, I claim the Midwest. I claim Iowa is where I grew up because that's where I lived the longest and where I graduated high school. Um, but for a little bit, I lived in Portland and I played okay. on a on a Polynesian rugby team, like a club team. Nice. And we went to like you know it was like a birthday and a graduation dinner and said, and, uh, the, the coach was Tongan. So he invited all of us over. And of course, you know, there's everything, dude, everything. I mean, we, I mean, where was, and horse was one of them. And, uh, and I'd eaten and I'd eaten it before. So I was like, fine. But there was a, there's a couple of guys who were like, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, it's really good. Just yep. eat it. You're fine, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why some people freak out. I'm like, it's actually really good. You probably wouldn't have yeah. a wild horse problem if you just let us eat them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is, you know. But it is, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Part of our yeah, that's just what we do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, and then I had somebody, you know, somebody the other day tell me they're like, "Wow, you really don't have any meat that you wouldn't eat, huh?" Because I was t- I was telling this person about 
you know, lamb and I was like horse. I like chicken. I like pork. I like beef. I was like, I, I have, I, I, uh, like, this is how Polynesian I am. I graduated with my accounting degree and, uh, and somebody needed their taxes done, but they, and they, and they couldn't pay me, but he was a farmer and he had a, and he was like, what if I traded you a pig for taxes? <laughs> and I was like, done. Right. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> so I, but it's like, yeah, I always have a pig in my fridge, man. That's just what you got to do. Yeah. That's just what you got to do. Cool. Um, if yeah. you don't mind, can I ask you like, uh, what yeah. took you around the country so much or were you in the military, military family or? Oh. Uh, no, no, no. So my, uh, my grandpa who, so my story goes a little bit like my grandpa, uh, is from Kauai. That's the Hawaiian side. So my mom, my mom's dad, they're all from Hawaii. So my mom's side is from Hawaii. Um, Papa Kauai. So my grandpa, when he was in college, um, the, he had a conversation with his professor that was like, Hey, you know, if you actually want to do something, you know, you probably shouldn't go to college. And so my grandpa, then he started in the construction industry. So he, he built a lot of things and, uh, you know, he, and he would just buy how he was in real estate and construction, just buy housing and, and build stuff and, and go all over the place. And so, and so when my parents met, uh, at BYU, my dad was kind of the same thing. He, you know, he was a, you know, he was an oil guy, uh, a truck guy. So a lot in the construction world. Um, and so, my, you know, as, as Polynesians do, we kind of just moved together as a family. So, you know, they, they were in New Mexico. So we went to New Mexico and then, uh, and I actually went to Portland because, uh, it was after I graduated high school and I was just living there. My grandparents on my dad's side lived in Portland. Um, but we lived in, you know, we lived in Missouri. We moved to New Mexico. We lived in Utah. Then we lived in, uh, then we lived in Iowa and that's kind of where we settled down when I was about 10, we moved to Iowa and then I, I finished and graduated there. And then, um, <clears throat> and then we ended up in Iowa because my grandpa, so my grandpa helped build the Nauvoo, Illinois temple oh, and then okay. build some other things. Yeah. Built some other things around there. Cause you know, when they build temples, you have to be there, there are certain requirements for you to yeah. even be in the construction team. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. so he was able to like, get a hold of that and then and then go out there and so we we landed in Iowa because that was it and I remember working I mean my first jobs were with my grandpa my mom just sent me off grandpa and we'd, we'd go just do a bunch of work and um and then I went on an LDS mission as well I, but I, I'm from Iowa so I, and I went to St. George Utah <laughs> and that was yeah that was a lot of fun because nice. before like I was born in Provo but I never lived in Utah growing up like it was, okay. it was like we were born there and then immediately we were out and so i when i when i got a call to saint george it was like i'd never been there so i was like this is awesome nice. and then i served i served all my time on young single adult campuses so all college campuses yeah. for the most part like 18 months of my mission was college campuses and it was a blast we just had fun <laughs> so i was like this is sick yeah so that's, That's cool. uh, so with um with all you with this moving around that you've done you know being able to explore the world you know just especially the country do you feel yeah. like your like just your whole like perspective on life and just everything was opened up for you or yeah man I realized like, moving around 
I, you know, at the time, hindsight's always 2020. At the time, I didn't like it. You know, I, I thought we were going to stay in New Mexico forever. Um, I was playing, I was playing peewee football, like Yaffle. It was called, you know, Yaffle football. Yeah. And, uh, and so I thought we were going to stay there forever. Uh, we, we, we moved f- uh, to New Mexico from Branson, Missouri, where I thought we were going to, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, we got to get new friends, but we, we settled down in Iowa and that was pretty cool. But we also traveled a lot cause we had, you know, um, we had a lot of things that we were, you know, doing, but for the most part, all of my family, like all of my grandpa had, he had four daughters, all of the, all of them are in the Midwest. Like they're all pretty close to each other. Um, but I did learn, but looking back, I learned a lot about, you know, people and like even, even different cultures, like in the United States, mm-hmm. even how different things are like when you go to the South versus when you go like the South East part of the country versus the Southwest part of the country versus the Northwest and the Northeast and the Midwest. It's like, everything's so different. And so one of the big lessons I learned was like, yeah, dude, we're just, we're just different and places. You'd never, you never think you'd see people, you, you know, you, they're there. And so that's, that's a beautiful thing. One of the, one of the beautiful things I love about the Polynesian culture is like we thrive wherever we're, wherever we end up. Oh yeah. Like, like I, you never think, there, there'd be, you know, you know, Polynesians like at, at Iowa university, but like, there's a ton of them and you, they're thriving and they, lo- you know, and, and they're, they're spreading that love and, and vice versa. And I mean, that goes with anybody, right. You know, that goes with anybody, yep. but specifically that's what I noticed because I like that. And whenever I heard somebody say, you know, I'm, I'm someone I'm Tongan, I'm, I'm Hawaiian. I'd be like, Hey, what's up, man. <laughs> that's your like, initial reaction. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Cause it's just like, you know, I mean, I get, I get that there's some, sometimes you know that, that there's some feuds every once in a while but for the most part we just love yeah, each other and part, just, go, just that bond yeah because yeah. because that that uh, the islands really do bring people together yeah. it's, it's very cool yeah and i'm uh, um, just kind of going off of what you're saying you know like when we thrive wherever we are but um i don't know i just always take pride too in knowing that uh, our ancestors you know were master navigators you know Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people give us credit or give credit to Polynesians for being the best seafarers, you know, like <laughs> yeah. learning how to travel oh, yeah. the world just using the stars and the you know navigation and and without any instruments and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, just off of the idea of navigating, we as Polynesians is it's in our DNA, you know, to navigate these whatever we're at, wherever we are in life, you know, even nowadays. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're able to navigate because our ancestors did. And so, just like you said, wherever we <laughs> we find ourselves, we're able to navigate these, you know, whatever comes and be able to actually thrive, you know. And so, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I 100% agree that not only do we yeah. just, you know, attach ourselves, but we're also able to thrive. So, that's kind of Yeah, cool. yeah. It, it, well, it is, man. And one of the things that I learned is we is we carry, like, we carry like meanings with us and like symbols are like very important. So like one of the big ones is obviously like the ocean and water and like yeah. how, um, you know, and like land. So like my son's middle name, my son was named by, by his grandma. Um, and, uh, you know, his is like giving like, or strong as the ocean giving like the land and, the, and, and, you know, but it's like some things that people on the mainland might take for granted. Not, not everybody. But if you, right. you get kind of caught up in the hustle and bustle of things and you forget like how, you know, when I, whenever I get by the ocean, I'm like, I, I do feel that, 
you know, that mana that like, I, I, I feel, I, you know, I get that. And I'm like, this is a beautiful place. But then I tell my kids, you know, like whenever we're by the ocean, I'm like, this is beautiful. But remember, like, we have to respect the ocean because, <laughs> you know, I'm like, and just like the, the, the motherland and, 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 yep. you know, and, and obviously like, like I'm LDS, but, but there's a lot of like the, these symbolism things and these real things that, that we're taught as like Polynesian Polynesians that are like beautiful, like, you know, yep. the ocean's beautiful, but it's also like, you got to respect it and you, you got to know things and, and the land is the same way. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah, man. that's cool. <laughs> And I, every time I go back home to Hawaii, whenever I get to Hawaii, I always kind of feel that buzz, kind of like that mana, you know, like yeah. your connection to that land, you know, just like how you feel that connection to the water or, you know, just yeah. your symbols and stuff. You just kind of start getting that buzzing or, you know what I mean? <laughs> just kind of can feel it within yourself. So, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, it is, man. And you just and, and I've had friends who aren't part of the culture who who, you know, they're like, they're like, I love the ocean. I'm like, why do you love the ocean? They're like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I could probably tell you why. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we all come from, like, we are all, we have ancestors who had to cross this and who had to learn these lessons. And yeah. uh, what, you know, it's Polynesians more specifically, but, you know, but I love it. And, 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 you know, you get that. There's a reason why it's like the ocean's just beautiful. And like, it's, it's back to your point to navigating. It's true. Like Polynesians, like, that's it, man. Like we, we know we just you know you feel that and you have a special connection with that because that's all we had at one point was like the ocean and the land yeah you know so well yeah not to get too i guess uh lds <laughs> or you know too mormon right, but, go ahead. you know just go ahead. looking at like, yeah, the okay. master navigators because you know they always looked up you know they always looked to the heavens and so you know as polynesians we always have that spiritual side to us and mm-hmm. so no matter where we go in life or what we do, you know, like the different oceans we cross or the different paths that mm-hmm. we take, we always look up to the stars, right? We always look up to the heavens mm-hmm. to guide us. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's where our energy or our, that, that mana comes from is from mm-hmm. whoever you believe in or, you know, always coming from the stars <laughs> or from the heavens. And so I think that's kind of but it is like, though, but it's uh, true. what carries us. Yeah. Oh, but it's true. And I, and I, and I have conversations with friends cause I have friends who, who aren't religious and they, they say they're spiritual, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but so we have conversations like that, but I'm like, look, you can call it what you want, but th- there's, there's something there. We have a guiding force and we have a, yeah. this, we have this, our ancestors play a huge part in who we are. And like, and, and with all of this around us, like this energy that comes from, you know, who we are and are in our ancestors and what, and what they've done and what we'll do. Like all of that kind of kind of culminates in the present, and so it's very it's very it's very cool. It's a very cool yeah, part, you know. I and that's agree. why, you know, that's why I posted it the other day. I was like, I I haven't been really like forthcoming because I've you know I yeah I don't know if you've seen the post, but I don't look like I'm Hawaiian like that much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and but but it's a big part of like, but it's a but I'm close enough. Yeah. In the tree. That like it's there and, and it and it helps me out a lot in my life and and so it's wonderful yeah. and so that's what I but but that is probably the biggest reason and I was grateful that I had a podcast because I was like if I didn't I wouldn't know how to talk to you <laughs> because like I love I love what you're doing so I hope that I hope that everybody tunes in and and uh, and gets to know you and all the amazing guests man you had some stellar guests on your podcast 
stellar guests on your podcast. Yeah, man. I just, uh, and that's another thing too, especially when I'm just scrolling through social media. I always uh-huh. take a note, I'm like, oh, this guy seems interesting. And then I kind of like <laughs> dive into their story, you know, or kind of like check out what they have yeah. posted and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. So I should ask them, you know what I mean? And so yeah. it's just kind of just going off of what I normally would be doing, which is scrolling through <laughs> social media and be like, just taking notes. So like, oh, this guy, you know, seems kind of cool. Yeah, like, yeah, especially cool. Lala, you know, with all his, <laughs> oh. whatever he's posting. I'm like, man, this guy is crazy, you know, or Lala's crazy cool. in a cool way, not crazy, like crazy, you know. But, <laughs> I follow Lala and I got, I got my tattoo at Frost city. Um, with, with, uh, so I, my, my artist was Vili and I'll actually see him again. Yep. So love, and I love those guys, man. I love Vili. Uh, I love Lala over there. Fred's really cool. (laughs) I remember the first time I went into the, the shop with Fred and I was like, Hey dude, I, I love your stuff. And he's like, Oh, cool. Right on. And, uh, he was like, what are you? Are you like white and Mexican? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm, a, I'm Hawaiian. He's like, oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. Like Fred's really cool. I love that. I love, I love all those guys over yeah. there. But Allah's story was crazy. He had a really cool story. Yeah, man. Cool dude. This was kind of, yeah. This kind of a, a kid sent back and forth between Hawaii and Tonga and Utah. So. <laughs> <laughs> And all that, and, and amazing, dude. Well, hey, br- brother, I appreciate all your time. I, I won't keep you forever, but uh, but I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time and and just and chatting with me, man. I hope that everybody listens to it. So go go ahead, tell us where everybody can find your podcast and and follow you on social media. Yeah, so on social media is just that uh, Village Made podcast, and then okay. on YouTube, that's where you can find uh, the episodes. And so. I think we're about like 30 something, 40 episodes, but uh, Mm -hmm. bear with us at the moment. You know, my uh, (laughs) editor and my uh, (laughs) everything behind the scenes, she's in Hawaii (laughs) right now on vacation or taking a few months in Hawaii. But when she gets back, then we'll get back on it. But yeah, our stories, you know, there's endless stories that we have to tell. And so I would uh, now that, you know, I got to introduce myself to you and you to me I'll be reaching out to you to get you on the podcast when my sister gets back. You know, I feel like that's a cool story of how, you know, just, Oh yeah. Iowa, you know what I mean? I think that's the whole thing. Yeah, and then just trying to navigate who you, you know, trying to find out who you are with the Hawaiian and then, you, yeah. you know, the white side. And so that's just basically mm-hmm. what this podcast is about, you know, just <laughs> finding your identity and, you know, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, well, I'll tell you what, dude, in the last two weeks, I've, I've learned a lot and you were a big part of that. So, I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you. No worries, man. Thank you for doing what you do as well. You know, <laughs> appreciate the time and all the best. I re- I really do enjoy what you're doing and enjoy that conversation. So thank you for the time thank as well. Thank you.